Welcome to Game Over Ottawa, and thank God that game is in fact over. Uh, I'm joined today by Kelly, aka That Hockey Lass on Twitter. How are you doing today? Kind of better after that, say, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, what do you think? Do you how? What do you think the percentage of uh, Sens fans currently in England is like on this show? Like, what's the percent like of all the Sens fans? <laughs> In England, what percentage do you think the two of us make up here on the show right now? Probably a good chunk. Probably a good chunk. Typically in England, I think it's most of the Sens fans are just people who have either lived in Ottawa or are from Ottawa or are from sort of the surrounding area and ended up in England somehow. I think predominantly a lot of the teams that you see English people supporting are like the Leafs, um the Bruins is it, or, or Chicago they're kind of like the popular right ones right. and I think it's I think a lot of the ties would probably come from ties to basketball and to the NFL as well like you wouldn't get many you wouldn't get any like English people being fans of like Winnipeg either right you know or or probably like Arizona or Nashville you know like that that, that wouldn't be sense, a thing yeah that makes sense. So we could say what probably safe bet at least. Well, we're probably two out of maybe ten. We'll say we'll say twenty percent of Sens fandom in England is. I'm, on I'm gonna I'm gonna ballpark fifty. I'm gonna ballpark fifty, unless we oh, include yeah. Scotland, and then maybe it'll increase to like seventy five or something. Oh yeah, we call it, we call it UK. Well, we can maybe yeah maybe we'll, we'll get, branch it out a bit. Yeah, <laughs> we'll grow the Sens fandom a little bit. Um, so. Just adding on to more, uh, more one goal losses, and you know, not including empty net goals. The number of one goal losses without empty net goals has now grown. Uh, the Sens are now 0 12 and one when going into the third period down. Like at this point, there, there, there are certain things in the game that you can just set your watch to. If they're down in the after the second period, they're going to lose, and chances are it'll be by one goal. It, brutal. Yeah, um, and it's. It's a depressing pattern. And I think the worst part is, especially with today's game, is sometimes they actually wake up in the third. And I'm sat there just watching the game going, where was this energy 40 minutes ago? Like, how have you just, you know, and this has been a recurring theme for the Sens, but I've lost count how many years. Most of the time, we suck at afternoon games. It's like they just don't, they're not awake. Yeah. Like They're just, just not, you know. And... Yeah, give or take, you do have the odd kind of, you know, good afternoon game. But for the most part, we're we're just tired and there's no energy, there's no drive. And then maybe in the third, they might wake up and I'll be like, oh, you remember ho- a hockey game is happening right now. You know, you remember what you're meant to be doing. And then it's it's just too late. It, it's just too late. Like how well they battled in this third and the effort that they all put in. And I was there going... This is this is what I want to see. This is what I want to see. I want to see our fourth line just not giving up and being like rabid dogs. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see more pressure. And yeah, you might, I mean, the flip side of it is Minnesota are a very good team. Right. And, yeah. you know, I think the combination of a good team with, like we said, the afternoon games, it's a back-to-back. You know, it's... 
it, it probably wasn't destined to be a win at all. But right, it did yeah. feel like we were just not in the fight until the start of like 41 minutes in. Yeah, because you, you can have this whole list of reasons why, oh, it's all right to not expect a win. But it's the same list that we've seen all season. Like, like you said, yeah, it's afternoon game, back-to-back against a good team. But yeah, like you said, they don't show up to the third quite often. Except sometimes in the first five minutes of the first, they look great. And then the opposing team scores a quick one. And then and they it. just don't do anything for the next 35 minutes. That's it. So, yeah. It's just kind yeah. of yeah. So I I don't know if we really want to talk too much about about this you know depressing loss after such a a great run. Um and yeah, one goal game, not including empty netter, but like just would have been nice if they would played more than one period, right? So honestly, like yeah, I think the game felt more depressing than the score shows. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, we still nearly pulled it back. So, you know, in terms of the fact that we only lost by one goal, I don't think that's the issue here. I think the issue is that it it just never really felt like we were in it. And, yeah, I mean, we just come off the back of, like, you know, several wins in a row. Can't complain too much. Mm-hmm. You know, and one good one good positive takeaway I'm, ta- I'm getting from this is we haven't been shut out this season. And the Sens yeah. have a really weird habit of going on long, not getting shut out streaks. At this point, this is this is my little Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, this is you know yeah. the just the no like the shut out streaks. And so, if we can keep that up, at least that's one tiny, not really useful positive that I'm going to cling to and enjoy, so I can have some satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we're, I'm just going to quickly throw out a word here from our lovely sponsor. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball. Oh, World Cup actually ended today. I don't know if anyone caught that. Yeah. Incredible game. Incredible game. Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I, uh, I always ask um, myself, and I'm going to start asking guests now, whenever they're on and I do the, do the ad read. If you were one to, you know, bet whatever sport it might be, do you think you'd go with your heart or your head? Because I feel like I just, at this point, I feel like I'd have to be putting money against the sends, but in my heart, I'd want to be, you know, fully on board. See, whenever I've bet in the past, I don't tend to bet like wins or losses or anything like that. Mm. I tend to like bet on who's going to score or, you know, over-unders, things like that. One thing that I used to, I mean, I haven't, I haven't done any betting like this season. I barely did any last season, but the season before, me and my partner would put like a couple like one pound bets on or like two pound bets on, mm. like just a couple dollars. And the one thing I always bet on was, if we were playing against a former senator, I'd bet them to score. And it almost always worked without fail. <laughs> if, I don't know if it's just like, I don't think this would work, but if you could just, like, I don't think this works stats-wise because it's not really a stat, it's just a general feeling. But if you could ever bet on an ex-Sens goalie having a really good game against the Sens, um, yeah. 
this is a this is a graphic uh, post on Twitter by uh, the Locked On Senators podcast. So if you add today's win from Phil Gustafson with the Wild, with so here's the whole list: Phil Gustafson, Craig Anderson, Robin Leonard, Ben Bishop, Brian Elliott, Martin Gerber, Ray Emery, and Andrew Hammond. Together, that group of goalies facing the Sens after leaving the organization, those opposing goalies have a record of 33-3-10. Like, that that feels like a joke. That's unbelievable. It's, so, that's Yeah, that's and I think, I think not just that, but I think the worst part is, is, I mean, some of them don't say anything, but I don't know if you caught uh, the comments that Philip Gustafson made about how he's now got a team in front of him that basically aren't going to leave him to dry. And I'm just sat mm. there going, he's not wrong, but you don't say that. No. <laughs> just don't say that. But, and, and this is the sad thing. It sometimes it genuinely feels like we have guys leave us and just suddenly become amazing Yeah, out of nowhere. And it's like, was it an us thing or is this just sheer dumb luck and coincidence that they've just, you know. But going back to the bets I used to make, luckily it actually kind of went the other way. So sometimes if we had a player who was against their former team, I'd bet on them to score a goal as well. And sometimes Uh, it worked the other way. So it seems to just be this kind of against your old team curse slash benefit not sure right, yeah but but yeah if if yeah that that would be one thing i'd always sort of put money on it sounds like a good bet most of the time um yeah i think i think with unless there's anything you want to bring up specifically from the game i'm kind of over it so if there's anything you want to bring about the game i'd uh, just just l- let me know right now if there's anything you want to probably less so about the game itself but more so just about how the season's going in general and just yeah, I think I'm over that actual game. I'm I'm over that. Right, We're, for sure. We don't have to. It, is that our last game against the Wild? It is, isn't it? I'm not sure. It's a good. If it is, sure. thank God, because I'm just <laughs> there. Are, there are some teams I just don't enjoy playing because I don't even find them interesting. Like I'm really sorry, but like I'm just not interested in the Minnesota Wild, Columbus Blue Jackets. Not a care in the world. There are just a few teams that I'm just like I have I have no, I have no interest in this whatsoever. That this is a hockey game that just happens. Yeah, and who knows? The worst part is is that uh, the last time the Sens played the Wild, they had just won four in a row, and that Wild loss was the first of seven straight. The Sens have just won four in a row and lost to the Wild. So hopefully that doesn't all uh, repeat itself there. That's uh great, 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 yeah, great, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I really want to talk to you about um, is the fact that you're a Sens fan in England. Yeah, making an assumption based on the accent from England as well, not yeah, just me yeah. being living here from Ottawa. Yeah, um, I would love to hear about how you got into hockey initially. Why the Sens? And, and at what point was that? Like, how, how long ago was that now? So, basically, it it started because I, I'd obviously, like, heard of ice hockey, but it wasn't really something that, you know, years ago, it wasn't really something that was kind of, like, not really talked about that much in the UK. But I think what didn't help is that I'm from down south. And so, even if I look at, like, the English ice hockey teams, not many of them are near where I live. 
even in a in some sort of radius I could get to or like you know a couple hours away no they're all really far away from where I'm from so even if I had of like you know thought about ice hockey like it just wouldn't have been feasible because of just the nature of where I grew up um and basically I went to university in 2014 and I'd always told myself I want to go on a year abroad and I probably want to go to Canada because my dad had he was in the navy and he basically had traveled the world and he said one of his favorite places to go was Canada. So I kind of had all these big dreams and aspirations of going to Canada one day. So the whole reason I picked the university I went to for my undergrad was because they had tons of universities in Canada that they were linked to for study abroad links. So I ended up actually applying for a study abroad and sort of like had, I didn't actually pick kind of the city I wanted to go to as such. I thought if I'm going to be studying abroad, I want to go to a university in Canada that like will actually do subjects that I'm interested in. Right. So I actually kind of picked my choice based off, you know, what I was going to have to spend my time doing. Mm -hmm. So the reason I um, I chose in the end to go to Carleton in Ottawa was because they had a fantastic program for my subject, um, which was linguistics. There were I hate to say this, I'm sorry for anyone who is listening who attended OWU, but Carlton has a much better linguistics program because it's like there's sort of the amount of subjects and classes you can take are much broader and much more specific. So I was like, oh, stuff that I can do here that I can't get back in England. Like all of the OWU courses I could have done back in England. I was like, I want to do something different. So that's how I kind of ended up sort of in the country. And I obviously knew ice hockey was a thing, but I didn't really pay too much attention to it for like the first few months. Um, I actually went to a game with like the international students kind of society. So it was basically like a massive group of all of us from all across the world, mostly Europe, but, you know, and it was kind of headed up by like some home students who kind of took us to loads of places, showed us around. And there was a trip in November of 2016 and I actually remember it quite well because it was against the Bruins. I think we won 3-1. Um, so, yeah, November 2016. And I really enjoyed the game. And I was like, this was really fun. Like, I, I need to I need to keep up with this. I need to do more with it. And just kind of didn't for the next few months. And at the same time that I was in Canada, a friend of mine from back in England was in Canada. And she was studying down at McMaster in Hamilton. And she'd kind of become a big Leafs fan while she was over there. And she was like, oh, our team's are rivals. You know, you need to get more into hockey. You should you should really watch this, get into it. So in February of 2017, she actually came to visit me. So she came up from Hamilton all the way up to Ottawa. And, we had, and then we went to Montreal for like a mini holiday. And basically, while she was coming up, it was actually a Battle of Ontario that weekend. So she was like, oh, should we go to a pub and watch it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So we ended up in the um, Senate Tavern in Bywood, just watching, watching like the Sens Leafs game. And I was like, this is so much fun. And it's so much fun when you have someone watching it with you. And especially when, you know, one of your good friends is now supporting a rival team. So I was like, I need to get into this. And then I literally, basically, I don't think I missed a game after that. I would go into like, so because I was an international student, I was just staying in res. I would go into our res common room and I would watch almost every single game that was on. And I would basically like fight one of my um, roommates, my dorm mates, 
because he wanted to watch like basketball and I was like no the sense game's on <laughs> and I basically got hooked from that I went to another game in like March 2017 I think it was a 2-1 overtime loss to Tampa I don't remember the exact date but I'm sure it's March 2017 and I was like okay I've now experienced a win and I've experienced a loss I've had the best of both worlds um and yeah so I was like this is great and of course it was the year of the infamous playoff run so I was still in Canada for most of the playoffs so I decided um basically after my year abroad finished to go traveling so even when I went traveling across Canada I was watching the playoffs and by the time we unfortunately got knocked out still hate Pittsburgh for that yeah. um still 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 not a fan of that happening I was already back in England and at that point like it was really hard to keep up the games because they were on so late but yeah I caught like most of the playoff run I just didn't get to like go to any games or anything like that so for me becoming a sense fan was mostly because I'd ended up in Ottawa um but in a weird way it worked because you know most of like a lot of the sports teams I've been a fan of when I was a kid or anything like that had like a red color scheme or you know it sounds daft but I really like the black red and gold color scheme like I actually don't like the color blue like for me like least I, I don't just know? dislike the least I just don't really like the color blue you know yeah. so it, it seemed to just all like fit into place quite a lot and obviously at the time we were sort of this underdog team going on a playoff run that's mm. like great underdogs and yeah then it, it all went tits up really didn't it but yeah well you, you definitely you know as far as just being in Ottawa um and discovering the sense you were there at the right time for sure to yeah for for, it's a lot easier to get hooked on a team on a deep playoff run than you know had you found them the following year i do you think i mean obviously probably still be a fan but do you think that playoff run definitely kind of helped you become a bit more diehard it it helped it definitely helped and i think also it was it was kind of the i mean the energy that was sort of at least in kind of Ottawa before I left to go, like when it was still the Bruin series, like the energy in the pubs and stuff was was great. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was, I hate to use the phrase, it was really good vibes. It yeah. was immac- immaculate vibes. And even I, um, when I was in Toronto for a couple of days, there was, um, I was in Toronto for the Rangers game that uh, we came back from behind. It was the JGP like four goal game. So those games, I think game yeah. two, yeah. Yeah. And I actually remember, like, I was in this restaurant watching the game and there were loads of people, like, crowded around the TVs and stuff. And legitimately, some of them were Leafs fans and they were watching going, like, we're kind of rooting for you guys at this point. (laughs) I mean, how often can you say that? (laughs) How often will you have heard someone say that? That's, yeah. And that, I think, is, like, testament to how, like, magical that run was because, yeah. And, I mean, looking back, because like, when I was there, obviously, I didn't really know the team's record before that run. Mm-hmm. So looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was probably a fluke. That it was probably a bit just like good timing, like players hitting strides at like exactly the good moment, right? You know. But obviously, as a brand new fan, I did not know that. So I think for me, going into like 2017, um, 18. 
and when things started to fall apart, it was an even bigger shock. It was an even bigger shock to the system for me. So in a way, like the whole magical playoff run, it was great for a first year fan. It was great. But also it meant when we fell off, it hit me even harder because I'd never experienced right. not doing well before. Wow. So that's good timing. Um, yeah. So the best game I ever went to was in that playoff. And I went to game five against the Rangers where Turf scored the overtime winner. Um, that game was insane. And um, the, the, the last game I went to, uh, the only game I ever went to after that, because I just had with the whole Melnick out thing um, and just the fact that you know, I didn't have a ton of money at the time. I didn't, I was like, I, I, I'm not going to spend money to go watch this team. So from that point, on, I went to a preseason game the following season, but I hadn't been to like a regular season game after that game until the second home game this season against the Capitals. Wow. And I went to that game with my friend Sam, who is from Australia, who's a Caps fan. And that was a lot of fun for him to be able to see his team in person. Um, so all that to say, um, as far as like, just because I, I, I do have a couple friends who are huge hockey fans abroad. In your opinion, what is the biggest obstacle? Is it the time zone difference? So it's tough to stay up late for games. Is it the lack of interest with most people that you know in person? Because it's so easy to like, just kind of lose track of things that just you yourself are interested in when there's no one around to really talk about it? Like, what do you think would be the biggest so hurdle? I I think partly time zone does not help. Mm -hmm. I will say that, like, most... I very, very rarely stay up for games anymore. I used to when I was a student because I could get away with it. But now that I've got, like, a full-time job and I'm an adult and, you know, like, I'm somewhat responsible... I cannot stay up late for games anymore. If I do, it just ruins, like, my brain the next morning. Like, I can't get up, I'll be late for work, and I just can't have that. Right. What I usually end up doing is I will, like, put a game on, on my phone. I'll listen to TSN 1200 for maybe the first period, and then I'll fall asleep. Sometimes I don't even make it to the end of the first period. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll fall asleep listening to hockey. And it actually got to a point a few... I'm actually in the past few years where I couldn't sleep without a hockey game on. <laughs> wow. Because for me, it was almost like, you know, some people listen to like, you know, waterfall noises and rainforest. No, I have the hockey on. And I actually sleep worse in summer because there's literally nothing for me to put on. And That's some nights wild. I can't sleep and the Sens aren't playing. I will put any other hockey game on just to have that background noise. Because that's that's if I can't stay up, that's how I still at least get some right. interaction. So I think the time difference is a big thing. I mean, we're quite fortunate in the UK that the the times that our clocks go back actually vary with uh, Canada's. Yeah, it's a so two week. Is, is it a one week or two week two difference? Weeks. Two week, yeah. It used to be two weeks. I think it's a week now. But there is like a week where sometimes the time zone difference is only four hours. Those are my favorite weeks. Because I get at least an entire period where I can actually watch it before I go to bed. And of course, that's going to be when the Sens play two games in a week. Like, just that's just what happens, yeah. right? Like, they're going to have like a like a four game week the week before, and then that week where you can actually just watch it. Just gonna, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think time zone is a big barrier. I think the other barrier is that the NHL does not do well to market itself in other places. You know, it's 
it's just i mean it, you can get like an hrtv and stuff but they don't really have any properly good links to like actual british cable tv channels uh-huh. and you know they don't have links to anywhere like bt sport or any channels a free view any channels like that they don't really have good proper links to so you don't really actually get to watch many games just on british tv so i think if there was kind of like a better development of that and better promotion of that more people might just tune in because they have those sports channels so i think the way the nhl actually the way we can actually watch nhl games and the way the nhl kind of promotes itself and markets itself needs to get better for international market especially in the uk because the thing is we do have a growing community of ice hockey fans mm-hmm. like the popularity of ice hockey is increasing exponentially at the moment and so i think like there is a market to be tapped into what sucks is for example that it's so hard also to buy merchandise the sends are actually particularly bad for this and i don't want to you know i don't want to drop them in the mud a bit here but it is not great because i struggle i struggle to get to see sends merch on the regular internet regular nhl website let alone nhl's shop international site Uh you know one of the only places to get sends merchandise and jerseys is the sends store whether it's online or in person they don't put up-to-date jerseys or there's no up-to-date jerseys on the nhl website let alone the international one so even just supporting the team in that way is there's more barriers you know if i want to order off the send store it's a hundred dollar shipping no matter what i buy you know if i wanted to buy like yeah. a 15 dollar t-shirt i've got to pay a hundred dollar shipping yeah no that's, that's brutal so it's that's... yeah but going to your point about finding other fans to talk about like teams with that has not been an issue actually really okay because yeah, I'm really fortunate. It might be sheer dumb luck, but basically, obviously, like I said, my now best friend, the Leafs fan. So, you know, she made friends with some like UK ice hockey fans from sort of her her kind of hometown and things. We've kind of gone to games with some of them. And then I found sort of three friends of friends and people like that, you know, people who I'd now call like my close friends happen to be ice hockey fans. So we've kind of got like a little Facebook chat of us. Now, most people in that chat have a UK team and an NHL team. So I've been quite fortunate in that just through friends of friends and going to games and just meeting people in the UK, that I've also made friends with people who happen to have NHL teams too. Right. So I think, you know, there is, I'm, I'm quite fortunate because I have people to talk about the games to who support teams from different divisions, you know, from like the other conference, you know, it's, I'm quite blessed in that regard, but I think it's still quite interesting that again, like I said, it, I don't think the NHL taps into UK that much because I know people who go to UK games all of the time or who've got like season passes and don't support an NHL team. Right. I, I, I need to get myself out to an EIHL game, by the way. Like, the, they look like a lot of fun. They are. It, I mean, it really depends on where you go and what kind of atmosphere you want. Mm-hmm. Um, But a lot of them are so much fun. And even the sort of... So, for any listeners, I'll give a very brief overview of the way UK ice hockey works. In terms of leagues, 
again, there's not really relegation or promotion. But in terms of the structure of the leagues, it's very much like British football or soccer. So you'd have your like Premier League, which is basically what we would call the EIHL. So like the elite league, the top, I don't even know if it's called EIHL anymore, but it was the elite league. And that's kind of like your top division. And then you've got what the equivalent of what would have been the championship is called the National League. And then they split the National League down into like, um, I think it's like North 1 and South 1 and then North 2 and South 2. And they kind of just keep splitting it down until you've literally got like minor league ice hockey teams in tiny, tiny towns across the UK. Okay. So that restructuring, I think, kind of only happened recently. And I think it's done really good because there's been a lot of new teams created and it kind of is it's kind of working to grow the sport in the UK. So the city that I live in, Leeds, they didn't have an ice hockey team until literally like two years ago. So for me, I supported like a team that was kind of, I supported the Sheffield team here in the UK because it was the closest team. Now my my city has a team. And that's only happened in the last few years. Mm. So I definitely say either tried to get a, tried to get to, you know, either a, sort of one of the more bigger teams or like sort of uh, um, sort of match a bit lower down. Um, and pre- like some Leicester must have a team. Nottingham definitely has Nottingham a team. has, I think the closest I've got for, for the top tier league would be Nottingham. Yeah. So yeah, definitely got to make my way out there. I really wanted to go to a game last year because I knew uh, Belfast had Griffin Reinhardt who like completely fizzled out top NHL prospect. So that would have been yeah. a lot of fun. He's not there anymore though. So I'll probably just like yeah, try and pick a game with someone well. like that. Like, we do get some kind of like very, very old NHLers or, mm-hmm. you know, or like permanent AHLers. Sometimes they do come across to either the UK or a lot of European leagues. I mean, there was an old, I'm not sure if he hit NHL level, but I'm sure he was in the AHL. Very famous goalie. And he ended up playing for Sheffield for a few years. And he just became an icon. Like, he just became so beloved. I don't know if you ever heard of him. His name is Barry Brust. I can't say I have heard of him, actually. He he just became this icon in Sheffield because he is this rather large, like, sort of older player who did his team photo, like his promotional photo, with his dog <laughs> when he signed for the team. And he is very chaotic in net. Like, I don't know if you remember the way Curtis McElhenney played. When he oh, yeah. Played. You know, very butterfly, very all over the place. Imagine that, but worse, but also better all at once. It, okay. It, like, you never knew what you were going to get every game. He would either let like five in or he would make the most insane saves and you'd be sat there like. <laughs> How? But, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend like coming to a UK game. And if anyone listening and watching, like comes to the UK, definitely try and catch a game here because they are they are so much fun. But the thing is, I think they add like a sense of like dorkiness that the Brits kind of have, right? So sure. you hear all the cheesy music, like the really cheesy music played between like between the periods in intermission, between you know any stoppage of play, you'll get like Sweet Caroline, you'll get like you know Come On Eileen, you'll get all of like the old school classic hockey game songs and it was even just sports in general 
so it's it's such a fun atmosphere so I think being a hockey fan in the UK now is easier but I think if I'd have tried to get into this years and years ago I it would not have been it's 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 a lot easier and that had nothing to do with the NHL because of course it didn't right like yeah it's just everyone it's just it's just yeah organizations here are the ones who are making it more accessible which which is nice but you'd like to see some help from the NHL it's like they don't even really consider the UK like a possible market no and this is the thing i mean i would absolutely adore for you know the you know sometimes when they do like the the european series i can't remember the name of it um usually at the beginning of every season they like, go to they sweden send, like, or two, yeah yeah they send, like, yeah. Two teams to sweden. bring some teams to the uk i know i know the uh, i know mlb there's gonna be a baseball game in london in july between yeah. the st louis cardinals and chicago cubs i think the, that's the great thing about ice hockey in the uk is that there isn't really a london team it means you finally because the thing is and this is my gripe about sports and one thing i will tie up briefly as well about sports in the uk is that if there's anything like if there's an nfl game that comes over if there's wrestling that come over if there's anything it always happens in london with ice hockey you don't have that like london doesn't have a market so it means like kind of areas like the north of england and sort of wales ireland scotland who normally wouldn't get represented in these types of sporting events, they will become kind of the, like the beacon. Right. They, they are the market. So I'm really hoping at some point something happens in the UK because, yeah, it just, it's needed at this point. Absolutely. And it would be a good way to grow the game in a country that's sort of just starting to really get into this sport. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time yeah. for sure. For sure. All right. Well, with that, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to wrap things up here. We are officially out of time. Uh, that was a wonderful discussion. I'm, I'm glad to have someone else's insight on on being a hockey fan over here. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure being on. And, you know, I'm always happy to come on and chat about either just ice hockey in general, the UK, Sens, you know, anything like that. It's It's so nice to be able to actually have kind of a voice and sort of be kind of a representation from somewhere that's not you know canada or, or sort of the usa mm -hmm. and yeah it's nice to be able to chat about this sport because i fell in love with it you know i've got friends into this sport you know one of my one of my other best friends he was like i want to get into ice hockey and i was like you know i've got <laughs> yeah. other people into this sport now and it just it this dumb sport means so much to me which is also why i probably get a bit more depressed at the sense than a lot of people but <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well thank you again for coming on um mod's yeah, gonna have sorry. the next game oh sorry sorry i didn't mean to talk over you there oh, sorry. uh mod's gonna have the next game um and uh be sure to tune into that one subscribe to stpn like the stream listen to wherever you consume streams thank you everyone so much for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.